Hey everybody, this is Jeremy with the Manor Park Podcast. This podcast covers rape and pedophilia cases, as well as highlight organizations that make it their mission in this world to fight for children. I appreciate you clicking on to my podcast and listening to these episodes. I also have survivor interviews that I share as well, which can be very graphic and heavy. But it's much needed to be heard in this day and age. Because, like a lot of people, I myself was not aware of how troubling and how deep this issue really was. Until I started hearing survivors and listening to the heinous and horrific things they went through. So thank you for clicking on this podcast and listening to these stories. While I know they're deep and disturbing, we need to know what goes on with the victims and survivors and what they went through. So that we can try to identify the problem. And then we can figure out how to solve the problem. My podcast is not for the light of heart. It's not for the faint hearted at all. It's not for anybody with a weak stomach. These stories will change you mentally. They will make you question your faith. They will make you wonder. Why is it that the systems that are in place. Do not protect children. And do not give justice to survivors. And that's what I want it to do. I want it to make you think. I want it to make you go and be curious enough to do the research as well. And to go out there and seek the answers and find the truth to all of this. Because somebody has to. I myself is just a man who was tired of seeing these babies being harmed. And from there, it grew. And I found out so many different traumas that I never knew existed. So thank you for joining me on this journey. Thank you for clicking on this episode. Thank you for supporting me. It does mean a lot, and it's much appreciated. And I'm glad to know that since I've started this journey, there are so many individuals out there that care about protecting children and helping survivors like I do. With that, here's the latest episode. Warning. The cases that I talk about here are under the assumption that the individuals that are accused allegedly committed these crimes unless they have been convicted in court for the tri- for the crimes that they have been charged with. This is by no means me making any kind of accusations whatsoever. I am simply commenting on news articles and stories that have been shared with me through individuals who may or may not have experienced these said stories. This is not fact. This is purely my opinion unless they have been through court and they have been convicted please understand that moving forward thank you trigger warning the podcast you're about to listen to may contain sexual and violent acts committed against men women and children if such acts offend you in any way please do not listen any further this podcast was made for an audience of 18 years and older and contains mature and explicit content. Also, this podcast may also contain a high level of profanity and explicit language. If such things offend you in any way, shape, or form, please do not listen to the podcast any further. This is your last trigger warning. If anything that I mentioned above offend you. Please do not listen. Thank you. Hey everybody. So this is Jeremy with the Man Apart Podcast and this is going to be 
episode 47, The Wolf Project, Interview, Part 3. So, last week, we dropped the episode where we had, where me and Sabrina Young interviewed Gabby from The Wolf Project, also known as uh, the original Reaper 00 on TikTok. We talked about how her father tried to kill her and other things that happened in her life as well. So if you haven't heard that part of the interview, go check that episode out first before you continue on here with this one. This is just the conclusion of that interview that we did. Uh, The first couple of minutes, we talk about just different things that I've learned on this journey and everything like that as well. And so we get into it a few minutes later, the rest of her story and what she's doing with the Wolf Project. And just ultimately, all in all, this was actually a good interview. Um, A lot of my stories that you hear on here are very heavy stories and can be very graphic as well. So for my mental state, I got to say that this is, you know, when I, when I highlight an organization that helps protect children and everything like that, it's just, it's a whole hell of a lot better. I don't, uh, I don't have a broken heart after I hear the interviews and it just all in all, I, you know, I don't, I don't go through the emotions I normally go through when I hear these stories and interview these people. You know, I have no problem doing it because it helps them and it helps them on their healing journeys. And so I, I, with that, I don't mind at all. My heart breaks for a lot of these people because y'all are now getting to hear the scars that they carry in their lives. Some people have good and, you know, happy endings. Some people don't. Some people never even get on their, on their healing journeys and they deal with their traumas the way they deal with it. Either way, I think we all can agree that pedophiles, rapists, these people that hurt, you know, children, women, men, they're monsters. And people may disagree with how I want to deal with these monsters. And that's fine. You're entitled to your opinion. But at the end of the day, a lot of people, they come together and they want to help protect children and everybody has a different way about it my way might not be your way and that's fine too but still I want to thank everybody who's been listening to these interviews who's been listening to my episodes who's been supporting me I you know I I didn't I don't know it's it's it still blows my mind that it's grown to this point so far and it's just continuing to grow and continuing to gain traction. And I love y'all for it. Thank y'all so much. So, without further ado, here's the rest of the interview with Gabby from The Wolf Project. There was, uh, when I first heard Sabrina's story, I fucking cried in her intro. Like, she like like she was doing an intro bit on, on his on that up on my his in, podcast everything statement. yeah your impact statement and i i fucking cried and it, it was right when i was just starting out my podcast fresh with all this just started to dig into the trauma world and the abuse world and everything like that and never knowing about the the trouble teen industry never knowing a thing about it like it's been under my nose for all my life 
hell, my mom, my own mama threatened to send me to a military school and it probably would have been Bethel Boys Academy, like like some of the people I've interviewed on this podcast and everything, because that was the closest one, I think, to my house and everything as well. So I got lucky in life. I I feel very lucky and fortunate that I'm not a, you know, that I'm not a, 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 a CSA, you know, a child sexual assault tr- uh, survivor and everything like that, because mm-hmm. I got to experience life without that. I got to, I got to know what it's like. So I know the good side of life and that's what I want to give to children. That's what I want to protect them so much because I've heard y'all's cries. I've, I've, you know, I've mm-hmm. cried enough. I, I've not, I've never cried enough, but I cried so much for y'all. And that, that pain turns into rage because then you get to see that, you know, well, why the fuck aren't we talking about this? Why aren't we doing enough, anything about this? And every day I go to bed going, man, it's not enough. It's not enough. Even mm-hmm. though I do a lot and I make strides and everything like that, I still like, man, it's, and, that, and that's what keeps pushing me, keeps pushing me to go and go. And look, I know a lot of people worry about me. It's like they worry about my mental health and everything on this. I will tell y'all, this is, these stories are not for the faint of heart. They are not for somebody who cannot control their rage into something productive because it will make you want to go do violent criminal acts to these monsters. You know, and before yeah. that route ever takes place, I want to try to do it the right way. You know, I want to I want to do things where, you know, let's change the let's change the laws. Let's let, let's change the minds and hearts of the people first. Mm-hmm. And so we can actually make something positive come out of it, because I've seen other other people who I've you know been advocating to be freed as well. They went that route. Or, or got put in a situation that they shouldn't have been put into in the first place, not because they're on choice, just because of circumstance they're facing 20, 30 years in prison, sometimes life. I mean, go look at Jason Bokovich. You know, he was a childhood, you know, sexual assault, Trump, uh, a survivor and everything like that. And he went around in Alaska beating the shit out of pedophiles that were on the registry. And then he would take the money or take their stuff and everything like that and go give it to single mothers. So they wouldn't have to be dependent on, on these abusive, you know, boyfriends or stepfathers and everything like that, because he had an abusive stepfather. Uh, he got like 20, he got more time than the, than the, than the three pedophiles he beat up ever did. Like, I think double or triple the amount of time. Oh they my, ever I hate this. I hate this world. Yeah. Oh, uh, J- JD. Oh, so, you know, Gabby, you know, JD delay and everything like that. He actually uh good. Uh, the, what I found out on my birthday this month was, uh, I saw the YouTube video that JD put out where he's actually hiring Jason Vokovich to be a recovery, you know, to be a, a recovery coach and everything as well, to be a, uh, to be some, in some form or shape in his organization. So to give Jason a job, to get him employed and everything, because there's a chance that they might be, he might be getting out soon. There's like a real, there's a real chance for that to happen. I love when I see other people fighting for individuals like that, just like Christopher Bennett, you know, he he uh he killed his stepfather who was molesting his sister and mm-hmm. i interviewed his mama miss libby and everything like that and you know the the story doesn't make any sense as to why the da went so hard on him because there's just things in that case and he's still sitting he's been in jail for almost 20 years now oh, i mean gosh you know because because he was 18 years old and he was trying to help his mama i mean there's a whole lot of backstory to all that i mean then you got james fairbanks i interviewed the man that James Fairbanks killed was uh, Matteo Condolucci. I interviewed mm-hmm. three people that were personally connected to Matteo, like his daughter, his niece, and his ex-girlfriend, and what kind of monster Matteo was behind the scenes. Yet they gave James Fairbanks, you know, 40 to 70 years in prison. Crystal Kaiser, you know, she she killed her uh, her trafficker and her rapist. She's got life in prison, still fighting that fight. Sin- Hyper Lewis. Centoya Brown. Yeah, I, I didn't even know. Yeah, I forgot about Centoya. Shit. 
there's so many of them out there and there's no justice for the, for the victims out there. There's no justice for survivors. And so a lot of people, they might think like that's a hopeless fight and everything like that. It's not hopeless because with every single voice that's added to this collective, to this army, to these, to these, these tribes of people that are fighting to advocate for them, we can make change. I've seen it happen. I've seen where crowdsourcing has caused these people in power to act and to move when otherwise one or two people wouldn't get anything accomplished. I saw that locally here. You know, Woody Overton, Real Life Real Crime, his podcast and everything like that, he was doing that to get cold, like cold case murder cases solved and to get some justice for these families and whatnot. I mean, I've seen him do it. And it can happen if, and he's a prime example of what can happen when you can unite people together under one voice mm -hmm. and to stop these problems. And that's what we do. You know, that's what we're trying to do is to wake the people up, let them know there's a problem, get them active in their voices. And let's start using that to help uh, individuals and to help protect these kids. That's what it's all about here. So for anybody that wants to get involved in this type of uh, arena and this type of fight, look, mm -hmm. I tell everybody flat out, if you if your mental state can't handle it, don't do it then. Mm -hmm. You know, very, you know, if, if you, if, but if you want to help some kind of way, well, hell, you know, there's all different kinds of social medias where people and there's are fighting other fight. ways people can, sorry, there's other ways people yeah. can help without doing exactly what we do too. Like Gabrielle said in a video one time on her TikTok, she needs help with other things, you know, um, emails and responding to emails and that kind of stuff. There's other ways that you can help too. So, Hey everybody. So look, if you want to help Gabby with the wolf project, she needs more than just reapers to go out there and hunt pedophiles online. She needs somebody that can help her organize. She needs people that can help her, you know, help maintain websites, office admin type work as well. Anything that can be a support to her organization is much appreciated and much needed. Everybody says they want to go and hunt pedophiles online, but nobody wants to go do all the paperwork, right? And it's paperwork. Maybe you might be somebody in your area that has a good connection with law enforcement. And you can utilize that connection to help implement the Wolf Project in your area. Like even Sabrina said in a previous episode in the previous episode and everything, there's like six hundred, seven hundred pedophiles in her little area where she lives at. Out of six thousand. You know, ten a little over ten percent. So, pedophiles are everywhere. It doesn't matter how big or how small your town is. If you have any connection to law enforcement, help uh, Gabby out. You know, this is a program that's worth, you know, looking into and worth seeing what you can do to help her out with, okay? So, with that being said, too, here's some figures and some facts. Currently, daily, there are 500,000 online predators trying to harm your kids okay that's on all social media platforms especially the platforms where it's instant messaging and chatting so your snapchat kick uh even instagram facebook tiktok hell probably even clapper uh there's just so many different ones you have dating sites as well, like Bumble. Uh, I think Plenty of Fish is one. Let's say Grinder is another one. Um, there's, a, I think, another one called um, 
Whisper as well. There's so many of these apps out there that kids are downloading and getting a hold, you know, to these these individuals that are just waiting for them. I'm telling y'all, parents, please monitor what your kids are doing. Okay, five hundred thousand predators are online. Almost 90% of those victims are females between the ages of 12 and 15. So especially if you have a daughter and she has access to a cell phone of any kind, monitor the fuck out of it. Now, it doesn't mean you got to be all Gestapo-like with it. You need to be able to have a communication and a conversation with your, with your daughter or your child, or really all your children. You need to have these conversations with them. It's that time where they need to know that there's monsters out there. They're going to harm them if they already don't know. I'm surprised, you know, nothing happened to me or my sisters. I'm thankful that it didn't, that nothing happened to them. I, I just can't imagine what it's like for parents to, to find out that their child went through that. It's devastating. It's heartbreaking. It fills you with rage, you know, and you want to you wanna throw it all away to go in that monster's life. But then you leave your children defenseless afterwards. And so that's where parents get their hearts broken, especially, especially fathers. You know, there's historical cases where fathers went out and killed their, their child's predator. I mean, hell, Gary Ploche is the most famous case worldwide. You know, and thankfully his son Jody went and became an advocate, a sexual assault advocate. And he wrote a book about that experience, about what his dad did to Jeff Doucette. It's called Why Gary Why. And it did change my outlook on some things. And if you want to know what it was like for a male survivor who became famous and everything as well, go see what it was like for, uh, for old Jody. And Jody, if you ever get a chance to hear this, I love you, buddy. Anyway, I just thought I'd tell you all these things, and let's get back to the interview. Yeah, there's many different roles in this war, and I call it a war because that's what it is. That is, it what is a it war. Is. It's a war for our children. Mm-hmm. It's a war for the survivors and everything like that to protect. All them. hands on deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. I'm glad to see that there's more people who are growing in this movement. There's so much that goes behind the scenes with all these different things with grooming and manipulation. And this is where I'm tying back into our subject matter for this episode and everything. These people come to these children as friends. You'll ne- you know, it's a lot easier to manipulate and control a child if they love you, if they, if they know that you love them. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's why it's important for these parents to have these conversations. It's also important to let children know. And this is where I learned from Jody Ploche from his book, Why Gary Why? The psychology behind ta- telling your kids certain things. Please, parents, do not tell your children that if somebody harmed or molested or touched them or raped them or anything like that, you're just going to go out there and fucking kill them. Don't do that. And here's why. What if it's their grandfather? What if it's their uncle? What if it's a family friend? What if it's somebody that, you know, and with manipulation and grooming, they care about those people. Just like Jody cared about Jeffrey Doucette. That's what kept Jody so quiet was because he knew that if he would have told somebody about it and everything like that, they were going to kill Jeff. You know, they were going to kill Jeff or Jeff was going to be in big trouble. And he did, and he didn't want his friend to be in big trouble or to be killed. Same thing with these kids. Why it's important to teach them about agency 
making their own choices, not forcing your children to go and hug relatives that they don't want to go hug out of ego and pride. Teaching them the proper names for their body parts. Stop nicknaming it cookie and and peaches and shit. Like, come on, folks. It's a Mm -hmm. vagina and a penis. Call it what it is. And teaching your kids that, like, you know, it's okay to not, you know, it's not rude to not want to go hug, you know, grandpa or uncle or, or your grandma or something like that. Mm-hmm. If, and, 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 and to, and to be able have to, to go tell, sit on someone's lap. Yeah. And to be able to tell those, those, those relatives as well, hey, my child just doesn't feel like wanting to go hug you. You need to respect that flat out and yeah. to back up your children in that case, because it's not rude anymore, you know. I mean, I've, I've heard stories from people who, you know, who were survivors who were forced to go and spend the night at their uncle's and their and these family friends houses and everything. And they would just do these heinous, horrible things to them. They were forced to see him on Christmas Day and Thanksgiving as well and everything like that and have, go hug them and everything. A person that raped them to go hug them. Mm-hmm. That takes away a lot that that breaks a child's mind. Mm-hmm. And Jody goes into all that in his book, like. The first 10 chapters is about the backstory of what happened to that, you know, fateful day in 1984. And and when Gary, when his daddy shot Jeff Doucette in the head right there in the Baton Rouge airport on live TV, first 10 chapters covers that story. The other 16 chapters covers the psychology, the awareness education, the statistics, what rape culture is, all these different things. So they can let parents know, hey, look, this is what you need to look for. And that these monsters can be anybody and everybody. It could be that creepy old guy down the street with the with the fucking not, no, you know, uh, windowless, uh, no panel van. Or it could be the business owner who's uh, well known and well respected in town. Like it or can range. From any one boy, of or it could be that teenage boy that you met on vacation. Yeah. Right. You know, right. you know yeah. that happens a lot too. people. It's not just these creepy looking people. It's attractive people well-educated people, people who can talk well, who are able to manipulate in um, young girls, boys. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's fun. It's fun. So, Gabby, what's... Talking about all this and talking about all these different things and perspectives, what is next for The Wolf Project, though? Can you tell us? Can you let us know what's going on? Whatever you're willing to share and say. Yeah, I mean, right now we're just getting leads and working towards fundraising so that we can send these guys out to take them out. I mean, that's yeah. pretty much what we need is just the money to get this stuff rolling. It's super expensive for night vision and for, you know, armor and for weapons and things like that so that we're not sending these guys in, you know, with nothing in hopes and yeah. prayers that the pedophile doesn't have a freaking gun. Um but yeah, we're I mean, just working on on funding, and and once we get the funding, it's going to be okay. Set up this sting operation. Okay, set up this sting operation. We've got a lead here. That's what we are working towards, becoming an um an organization that kind of is just more hands on than what we've got. The Reapers will still keep doing what they're doing, and we're going to keep generating our own leads through the Reapers, and then yeah. taking care of things, you know, along with law enforcement as much as they'll work with us. And uh, oh yeah doing what we can but yeah yeah can you i remember you telling me a dream that you had where uh why you're going to school and what you would do if you had the money about helping survivors out do you want to talk about that yeah i'm so you know that's probably important is that i'm applying for vet school so if i get in um then i'll be gone so i'm kind of passing the reins over to my people 
while I'm in vet school. Um, but the dream is to have a property. Um, I really want to do as a veterinarian is just private research, um, for equine. I want to be an, an equine vet. So horses, um, so yeah. I'd love to have a massive property that does private research facilities um, with all these horses, you know, and then have it in conjunction with, you know, a safe house. So people who are struggling with DV and need a safe place to go um, or if they're wanting to reintegrate after being trafficked, you know, th- these are homes that these people can come to and kind of get back on their feet and I like yeah. that idea because I have witnessed and felt the power of equine therapy. And so you take horses who are broken and you take humans that are broken and you give them partnership. And I just feel like that, that is just a beautiful, a beautiful way to heal both souls, you know? So I love that. Um, that's kind of what my dream is, you know, probably in the next decade, but yeah, that's long-term. Yeah. Still, I mean, it's a good goal. It's a good dream to have. And I hope you achieve it because when you first told me about it, I'm like, oh, yeah. I mean, I, you know, you just you just you grow to love somebody even more and you hear something like that. And it's like, man, just it just bursting with just joy and, and just good wishes towards you and everything like that, because I just wish for you to have all the success in the world because you, you know, stepping up and helping create this program and building up from scratch. And then just I mean, you just started a phenomenon with the wolf project and yeah pretty god and for a lot of my other listeners out there um you know uh, some people don't know how old you are and everything like that you mind me telling them how old you are just to brag about it and you're 25 years (laughs) old you know i don't know many 25 year olds who have life by the horns as well as you do and i'm so glad you think that that's hilarious (laughs) because uh, well i i just don't know enough and I, I don't know enough people then if you know more than, than just yourself, because when I found out that you were like 25, I'm like, holy shit. I Cause when I, I, I was it's, 25, it's kind of projecting. Yeah. It's, 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 it's kind of, it's, trying go to, ahead. when I was 25, Gabrielle, just to boost you up, honey, I had two kids. Okay. And I was trying to get back my twenties. I didn't get to have and was drinking alcohol. Mm-hmm. So now my pain from the trauma, I didn't, I held on to this for almost 30 years. So you, when I say that you have your shit together for a twenty-five-year-old, yes, you do. You're a badass bitch. Yeah, so. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm, I mean, because uh, I mean, yeah, because because a lot of that is projecting because of the fact is too is like, I mean, I, I I think back on who I was when I was twenty-five and everything like that. I was a truck driver just trying to make a buck in this world, and you know, in my early twenties, just a fucking scumbag and everything like that too. Doing you know, doing criminal shit and you know, thankfully I didn't get caught and put into the system and everything like that. I was able to turn my, you know, turn my life around and change my ways because of my, I, I would like to, you know, because of my soul really, mm-hmm. because I didn't, it didn't feel right with me doing these, the things that I was doing. And like, I, I just didn't want to go down that route. But at the same time though, too, at 25 years old, I didn't have my shit together. I, you, if you would have talked to me at the age of 25, like now, like my mindset personality, we wouldn't be having a conversation. Y'all probably would have blocked me. <laughs> Just to be honest, because I had hot takes. I, I had to I had to deconstruct from a lot of what uh, I learned growing up, a lot of what culture and society has taught me. And to get to this point, like the people that planted the seeds in my mind are not here around me. And I mean, I'm not saying they're dead or anything. They're just not around me to see the fruits of their labor. Mm-hmm. Y'all get to enjoy that benefit of it because mm-hmm. I I really had to go through a lot of shit in order to learn 
to become the person that I am today to learn that, you know, Hey, look, I need to start stepping back, asking why start seeing it from other people's viewpoints, growing that empathy and that compassion toward other people, because it, because my way just ain't the only damn way. And I, I kind of always knew that, like, why do people believe in this or believe in that when this is like awesome here? And then come to find out that the thing I thought was awesome, ain't that freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. And there's a hand side to everything. And so it, 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 that's what gets, that's why I have so many different types of followers and from different backgrounds and genres and ways of life and religions and whatnot, because I, I don't just go, Oh, well, you're a North pagan and, you know, I grew up Christian. So, you know, your gods are wrong. Mine, mine is right. No, I've learned to step back. You know, I learned years ago to step back and be like, okay, why do you believe what you believe in? TikTok same, is a great way to, of learning, of learning what they went through because they went through heinous things with, you know, some of them, some of these people are actually ex-Christians and they went through heinous things with Christianity and that's what led them to their path. Mm-hmm. So in that same mindset, I go, what led you down this path here? What led you down this path there? And I was able to reach out to so many different people. And I'm glad I did because I got to learn so much from other stories, you know, and just get to know the person, not just put a label on them or tick them off in a box. I got to really know an individual and really find out that we all have a lot more in common than the media pits us against each other for. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's just, it's an amazing thing. And for you at 25 years old to kind of have that on lock, you know, and to, uh, yeah. And to, uh, kind of just, I mean, you know, look, sometimes I get it. it's hard to be proud of ourselves. Sometimes it is. And, and there's no, you're not being conceited by being proud of yourself. You're doing amazing job out here in this world, doing great things that most 25 year olds are worried about drinking or this boy or that girl and you know what I mean trying to figure out what their sexuality is all these things and you know I'm not saying you have your whole life together but girl you you've got it going on and you're making a difference you know what I mean one day I'm gonna be able to say yeah I know her that's my friend yeah you you know what I mean you're yeah you're making a difference and it's about changing someone's life you know and unfortunately it sucks that we can't get everybody but you're heading towards that. You're trying your best. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and to bring, bring other people on and want to teach them and take the time to do it says a lot about your character and who you are. Oh, you I, awesome. I will say this though, too. Uh, I understand, like, I didn't understand what y'all go through. The bigger, like you bigger create, like, like you as a bigger TikTok creator and everything like that. When people, you know, like, like when you hear people go, you know, you're an inspiration, you know, you're so wonderful and everything like that. I didn't understand the kind of, not cringe, but like the, uh, uh, you know, you, cause you want to be humble and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand that feeling until I've had other creators like, yeah, you inspire me, Jeremy, you inspire me a man apart. I'm like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I inspire people. What the fuck? Cause uh-huh. it's, a, it, it, it messes with you, you know, and mm-hmm. you, you just don't know yeah. how to feel or act about it. And it's like, wow. Okay. I'm inspiring people now. I oh, remember God. After I That's crazy. Book. Susie was like, did you change your profile to author and and yet? And I was like, oh yeah, no, I haven't. She's like, why not? You're a published author. I'm like, oh my God, I am. I am. I'm an author. Oh shit. I know know? exactly how you feel. Yep. And I I just want to say that uh, before we close out this interview and everything like that, I'm just so honored to know both of you. 
and to have a, have a friendship with both of you and to be able to talk to y'all from time to time and everything like that. And Gabby, I don't reach out to you hardly enough like I should, because I know for one, like me, we both got jobs. We're both busy. And I know you're extremely more busy than I am with what you're doing as well. And I don't ever want to try to interrupt that, but I'm always glad whenever I call, call you and everything like that, you're always there to answer the phone or, Hey, I'll call you back later. And, and, and you keep that promise to me. And, and I, I love you for it. And I thank you for, for being on this podcast. I thank you for, you know, supporting what I do as well, just like I support what you do. And I will consistently and constantly keep telling people to go check out the Wolf Project because it's worth checking out, it's worth joining, it's worth helping others out in your community. Because if we, because we all might not, we individually might not be able to change the world, but if we just change our world around us, that makes a fucking difference. Mm -hmm. I agree. For cutting out one expensive, for cutting out one expensive coffee from Starbucks a month, you can pay twelve ninety nine to be part of yeah. the project. True, like, that literally, is exactly. literally, you know. Yeah, buy us a beer, become yeah. become yeah. a reaper. Yeah, you know, uh, it, it, you say expensive now with the way prices are and everything, Sabrina. It ain't, it ain't that that ain't even expensive anymore. That's that's coming toward normal for some people's coffee drinks and everything. So. At bare minimum, two coffee drinks or a really badass coffee drink that you get and everything, <laughs> uh, you can go help Look, Gabby when with I that. Get, when I get a coffee drink, I at least get two of them when I get a Starbucks. I get a matcha <laughs> and I get a coffee. So my shit's around $17, $18 in order when I go. So I'm the same way. I love those matchas. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't uh, like yes. I no, I, have, I haven't had a matcha yet. I, uh, I drink uh, peppermint mocha frappuccinos okay or or when or when pumpkin spice comes in the season i'm, I'm a, you know i'm i'm, I'm like uh, your basic white girl i love pumpkin spice <laughs> uh, lattes so uh i yeah I, you'll see me giddy about you know people look at me so weird because i like pumpkin spice lattes and pineapples on pizza all right and and and, and drinking mixed drinks okay sorry i don't chug beer and smoke cigars there ain't nothing wrong with that yeah. Know, well, some it. people do. Some people think it's wrong, and I do. I'm like, look, I like something that tastes good. Okay, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to be drinking, right. you know, something that that tastes like crap. I mean, look, uh, look, I used to drink black coffee. I know it can be bitter and everything, but hey, you know, it is what it is. But for the two of y'all, you got my five uh, foot two ass over here shooting whiskey shots in our uh, group <laughs> chats online. <laughs> I've actually, since I started working out, I've, I've stopped drinking all together to, to oh, try yeah. to get all this off it sucks but at the same time it doesn't suck because i know it's for a good purpose but i want to tell mm-hmm. you too sabrina that uh i appreciate being in your world in your orbit because you took my hand and you flung me in this world of the tti and i'm grateful for it because i got to meet so many individuals because of you you know and the fact that you are such a very loud very vocal advocate and mm-hmm. you're a very strong woman too as well and the fact that you want to join in on this fight as well get on with get on with the reaper project it just it speaks volumes of your character as well to me and i I, frick, I freaking love you to death too I, you know every time i get off the phone with both of y'all you know i always go hey i love uh bye i love you because i mean that because if it's ever my last time talking to you i want you to know that i love y'all and that i yeah. care about y'all and yeah. i appreciate what y'all do that's why that's why a lot of people will, that's why when people get because uh, some people get really weird and go i go yeah hey all right bye i love you be safe and they go oh, okay bye bye <laughs> and they get nervous because they're like what the fuck is he telling me he loves me <laughs> that's people, it's it's you know? hard for me to accept that because i didn't know love for the longest time 
Um, I, I used to not be a hugger and I was actually talking to my mother-in-law a couple of days ago when we were talking about when she first met me and I said, I'm so sorry. I didn't tell you about this sooner. Cause she's a strong advocate. Like she'll share every time I have a podcast or anything mm-hmm. about the Trump industry. And she does her own little research and from where our relationship was then, then to where it is now, um, it's amazing to say that we have a relationship at all, <laughs> but, um, you know, through able to heal and that kind of stuff and be able to share my story. And she's like, I'm so sorry. And I see the connections with, you know, the churches and this kind of stuff and blah, 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 blah. And I, I understand more and, um, you know, talking to her about that, you know, and she's hyper vigilant on, 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 you know, my own children and when she's out in the community and, you know, scared something might happen, you know, um, and so she's a good protector there for them. Um, I forgot where I was going with this, but, uh, uh crap, about I love you and everything. Oh yeah. 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 Um, and so, um, I wasn't able to, you know, I didn't really tell her that. And now we like say it all the time. She'll be like, I love you, you know, and, and being able to, get that from other people and be able to mean it back it it was so hard because she said she's like I remember you being quiet you're very Mm -hmm. quiet and very shy and you're not that way now and you know (laughs) Jeremy knows my husband he's loud you know so I think I think I've probably picked up some of his characteristics and some of his traits on speaking up because when I first told him about what I went through because I had a really bad nightmare Gabby like I was beating the shit out of my husband (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like it was bad and he was like what did I do like and you know and I'm talking about like get, get off me get off me he's like I'm not on you and he's like what was that and I was like I you know was shackled and they took me and I had to explain what I went through and he's like oh my god and then he saw some of these people in our town wanting to open up programs and he actually helped me confront them and was like you're not open one up here you know so he's been a very good support and at first he didn't understand it and what I was going through and I fell through a huge deep depression and stuff but now I can talk about it without being like crying. Oh, you know what wow. I mean? I, I can just be able to talk about it. So, you know, thank you, Jeremy, so much for giving me a platform to do that and helping me um, learn how to do podcasts and, and that kind yeah. of stuff. So I just appreciate your guidance and your support. And you're like a big brother to me that I never had. So oh, yes, uh, well, we love you, Jeremy. We love uh, you. That, that, that means a lot to me. And, I really appreciate that. And I didn't know where to start when I first started doing my anti-pedophile content on TikTok. I just, I, it was just something burned a fire up my ass one day. And I was just like, you know what? Screw this. Let me just start making these posts. <laughs> and then it just, it went from there. And I just started recently, like people was like, Hey, have you seen this story? And then these, these other stories would come up in my algorithm, like Shantiri Weems. And then, you know, Gary Ploche, you know, somebody did a post about him. I thought, wow, you know, he's that famous, you know? And I'm like, I'm going, yeah. He's that famous. Gail Gary is worldwide famous. And then it just, it grew from there. And then I wanted to start talking about the monsters amongst us. And I knew I couldn't do it in these three minute formats on, on TikTok. So I was like, you know, the, the seed was already being planted to start a podcast. And then when Ezekiel Harry got killed and everything like that, I was like, you know what, this is, I'm angry. I'm pissed off. I started that. I was going to start this podcast to just, you know, really just go hard and bitch about, you know, and go and just really share my real thoughts and feelings about pedophiles and what we should do with them and people that kill kids and everything like that. And I'm glad I had a friend that kind of pulled me to the side and was like, look, you know, I think this is great what you're doing. I also think that you should, you know, go for it and everything like that. She was very supportive, but she also said, look, I think this would be a great chance and opportunity for you to reach out to survivors and interview them. And 
you know, get them to share their stories so they can be, you know, because obviously you really care about people and you care about protecting kids. You can really make a difference. You can make a change. And I, I let it simmer for a little while and about, well, say about five seconds, I let it simmer. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Absolutely. You know, it didn't take long for me to, to decide, yeah, I should do that as well. And then that's when I started reaching out to survivors and I reached out to Sabrina and all these other people. And you'll see sometimes on different people, especially with, you know, um, SA and DV talk on TikTok and any survivor stories, you'll see me say this phrase, you know, I see you survivor and I love you because I really mean that mm-hmm. because their stories is what opened my eyes up. Their stories is what broke my heart. Their stories is what gave me the rage to go into action. And it's, you know, I'm not perfect, never have been perfect, but at the same time, though, I don't see anybody else come along. So why don't I do something? And even if I'm not the face of the rev- of a revolution and everything like that, at least I can spark the flame mm-hmm. you know, and get yeah. it going. I, I don't care if I get famous from this podcast or if somebody else comes in after me and just does it a whole hell of a lot better than me. My, my hat's off. Kudos. Keep doing it, you know, and I'll help anybody along the way. Because I don't care about the fame. I don't care about making money off the off the backs and, and, and the traumas of survivors and everything like that. Mm-hmm. What I care about is getting these stories out there, waking up people, letting them know that, hey, there is a problem. There is smoke in the house. There is a fire in the house going on. And y'all need to wake the hell up. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm so passionate about this. But I'm going to tell y'all that from the bottom of my heart, I'm so thankful to be connected to both of y'all. And I'm so thankful that you, that you Gabby, that you you know, followed me back and we talked and you reached out and you, you got, you went on my podcast. And not only that, you also put our, our, our first, you know, our interview that we did, the first interview we did with you, that I did with you on your uh, website, which, uh, thank you. I appreciate it so much. So greatly. Um, I love you for it. And, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm just so glad that, you know, I'm able to connect with people that I feel like are heroes of mine. You're one of them. Oh, I appreciate you know, it. Well, thank you for having me on anytime. Yeah. I know that. I yeah. that so much. I didn't mean it for it to go this long and everything like that, but I think this was a great episode. I think this was a great conversation we had and, uh, you know, that we could connect with each other and all three of us and just learn from each other and the fact that we have so much in common. And I, yeah. out of my heart, I appreciate you taking this time out, out of your day to help, to uh, help me and not only help me, but to help educate other people and to tell, let people know what's going on and that, you know, you're here to help protect these kids and you're a hero in my book and I love you for it. Oh, you guys are awesome. Appreciate you. No problem. Cool. We appreciate you. Well, look, uh, for everybody listening right now, this is, this is the conclude, you know, this is the end of the interview. I, uh, want to, I just want to plug Gabby's, uh, TikTok account and everything. It's called the original Reaper zero zero. And I know she can be found on TikTok. Where, where else can they find you at Gabby? TikTok and Instagram. Oh, you're on Instagram too. You on the gram? I'm on the gram. I'm on the gram. Oh, is it the same TikTok handle like uh, the original uh-huh. Reaper Zero Zero? Okay. Yep. All right. Good. So, anybody that doesn't that doesn't want to be on the uh, on the TikTok Chinese Empire app and everything like that, you can go on the <laughs> Instagram owned by the American Empire uh, spy app. You know, <laughs> 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 that's just a joke. That's just a joke. But um, yeah, and Sabrina. Um, Plug yours as well, too. Oh, so okay. So I you. changed my handle. So I'm on Facebook, Sabrina Young. TikTok, um, Sabrina K. Young author is um, my first one. And the other one is Parental Advisory Podcast. 
I'm going to be starting to do a part a podcast of my own um, this summer with um, Dan Edwards. He's a survivor of the trouble scene industry, Bethel Boys. We were there at the same time, and we're going to be covering various subjects um, about the trouble teen industry, foster care awareness, um, where to get accurate treatment, um, d- different parenting techniques. Um, and all sorts of things. Um, I also wrote a book. It's called Dear Renesha, Turning Trauma into Triumph. It's available on Amazon. And, nice. and for any of my uh, listeners that are listening to this episode right now, I, uh, at the time of this recording, I just dropped an episode about Sabrina uh, in her book and everything like that this Friday. So uh, I think today is the 25th. So on the 23rd, I dropped that episode. So you need to go check it out and listen. And also go check out uh, the original, you know, the original Reaper, Gabby from the Wolf Project. I did, uh, I think that's episode 22 on my podcast here. You can hear that 21. first. Uh, She's 21, 21, I'm 22. 20. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I, I actually, I actually record, I, I interviewed both of y'all that same day too. I remember that day. So yeah. It's like uh, that stupid TikTok trend where it's like somewhere in the universe something someone's always connected or, <laughs> yeah. you know what i'm talking about <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's hilarious. well yeah. I'm, I'm glad I, I, well you know it, it's really odd that you mentioned that because then you know this is the second time that that uh you know i've interviewed gabby and y'all both y'all's episodes are going to be back to back so that is, that uh, is very so odd fu- ah! that is so awesome so yeah, that is weird. for everybody uh just please go like share Go on uh, Gabby's uh, social media on, on TikTok and Instagram. Like and share. Post it to all the other social medias you got that you have access to. Same with Sabrina's as well. Same with mine. The only way people are going to know is if y'all share it, if y'all let other people know. Because maybe you might not like, you know, you might not know somebody like podcasts, but they might know somebody who likes podcasts. They might like to hear these interviews and learn something as well. So get them connected. Let, you know, bring them to the podcast. Let them hear. They might, they might have a story this well they want to share and, be on here one day as well as that so i know i just screwed up that whole bit right there but that's fine I don't care. i'm not i'm not editing that out can, i know okay i'm not editing that part out. be you yeah be all right i will and i will um i just want to tell y'all i love you y'all be safe take care and this is the end of the interview bye right. no, bye. bye you too bye so that's the end of the interview and I got to say, I always had fun with talking to Gabby and talking to Sabrina on the podcast and off the podcast. Uh, you know, obviously in this interview, I had a lot to say than I did the first one. But I thought it was good to keep that part in there and everything like that and just let y'all hear everything. So I hope you enjoyed it. I have a few announcements. If y'all want to listen, please. And thank you for listening to the announcement portion of this as well. I want to give a really big shout out right now to one of my podcasting heroes the guy that really inspired me to go in this direction and that is the podcast real life real crime woody overton if y'all haven't noticed and most of my most of my followers and subscribers and fans whatever family whatever y'all want to call yourselves Timmy, uh i think a lot of y'all know this week that woody just became number one globally with real life real crime the podcast right it went fucking global number one and has been like that for the last couple of days now um woody jim i'm proud of y'all y'all have done amazing work mike agavino y'all have done amazing work if you don't know all the podcasts that woody's involved with it's real life real crime 
Bloody Angola, and Real Life Real Crime Daily. And so if you binge on true crime podcasts and everything like that, these guys put out, I mean, it's at least seven days a week, I think, or six days a week, they have episodes out. So you have more than enough to get your, your hook, your fix, wherever you want to call it, on true crime. While I'm still in my you know early development phase and everything like that, um, every Friday you can get a podcast episode out of me. But I will say, if you want to hear somebody that in, basically influenced me and inspired me to go in this direction, then go give Real Life Real Crime you know, with Woody Overton a listen. Uh, I especially... Now look, I'm going to give you a heavy trigger warning, okay? Like Woody gives a trigger warning like I do on, on the beginning of the episodes. But this is a very heavy episode, alright? It has to do with, you know, with rape, pedophilia, very heinous acts. Um... It's actually Woody's first episode he ever did with Real Life Real Crime. Double Clutch and Christina Constance. Before Denny Perkins became the monster, the gold standard monster of Livingston Parish, David Constance, Double Clutch, was that fucking monster. Um, it will make you sick to your stomach, and it is not for the faint of heart. I do not suggest it if you get easily triggered or if you have traumas you dealt with. Please don't go listen to that then. But for anybody else, go listen to it. Anybody that, that wants to know what it's like to what what monsters are like, these these I, I can't even I can't even contain myself as far as how I feel about this about that episode. I had to listen to that in a couple of breaks because of how much it turned my stomach. And my stomach don't get turned very easily. But it turned mine when I listened to that first episode. But I was hooked on it because Woody, unlike myself, is an awesome storyteller. So if you want to hear something like that, if you want to hear... And it's not even just those cases either. Woody... So if for y'all that don't know about Woody Overton, he was a detective with with Livingston Parish Sheriff's Office down here in Louisiana where I live at. He worked a lot of different types, types of cases and everything. Um, anywhere from child rape cases murders, arson, robbery, I mean, you name it, he's probably done it, major crimes, all these different cases, and so it's not just, you know, know, child sex crimes that he's covering, but that's one of the most heinous ones, and and just, ugh, it's just sickening episodes I've ever heard in my life, and he was a detective on those cases, like, he worked those cases as the detective on it, so you get to hear it from his perspective, when I tell you this man is very much anti-pedophile, he is. But he's in a way where he wants to, do, where he can get him with the law. Um, I know for some of y'all that have had did, that didn't get justice in your life and everything like that, it might be hard to hear that. But I'm telling you, this man is passionate. This man is what helped inspired me, and so I just want to give a good shout out to Woody Overton because he's number one now in the world. Woody, I love you. You're awesome. You'll always have support with the Man Apart podcast. I, you know, but I don't think you need it now. But I know that uh, you're going to do great, even bigger and better and greater things with it than what than what you've done already. This man has solved cold case murders. Okay, if you don't know uh, one of the ones he solved, go look up the Courtney Coco case. That was an 18 year old cold case murder. 
he was the reason that David Anthony Burns is now sitting in prison for life for the murder of Courtney Coco. So, this guy's an inspiration. I'm telling y'all. And uh, for any of y'all that might be anti-cop or in the ACAB community, I would definitely go give his podcast a listen so you can hear it from his perspective. And it might might not change your mind or anything like that, but it can definitely give you another perspective to understand that, you know, when people generalize and broad stroke an entire community or, or profession of people, you, you might be doing it unjustly so. That's just my opinion. I know uh, what things are today in this day and age and everything. It's not so uh, great, but definitely go give his podcast a listen to. I'll, I'll recommend it to anybody. I don't care. Um... Other than that, I'm sorry I've been saying a bunch of ums. My bad. So, the podcast now, a Man Apart podcast, is on iHeartRadio. It's on Amazon Music. And we're, you know, we've been on, you know, of course, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, CastBox. I'm looking to distribute to other different platforms as well, but those are the ba- are the biggest five that I know of and that we're on right now. So, if you're listening to... You know, any other platform other than Spotify, I appreciate you. You know, you can come find me on a Man Apart podcast on TikTok. I have a Man Apart Facebook uh, page as well. If you want to go and join on there, it's open for people to join. I'll, you know, I have rules on there as well. Just follow, you know, just follow those rules and everything's good. Uh, If you want to, you know, let me know, hey, I heard this episode today, let me know. I always, I'm always wanting to engage with, you know, my, my audience and everything as well. So I appreciate y'all. If you, if you need any help with contacting the Wolf Project, I can, I can send you the links. I can do what I can do to help you and help you along the way. I hope that you go and help Gabby any kind of way that you can. Uh, there's going to be more interviews in the future with different other organizations as well. I'm trying to talk to and get in touch with. So if you know an organization or if you know somebody from an organization that is designed to help protect children, let me know. I would love to highlight them on my podcast because I believe that they should get as much exposure as possible so that as many people know and are aware of what's going on. That's how all these things grow on on social media and the Internet now. So other than that, I'm just very thankful. I love you guys, Uh, guys, gals, and everybody that identifies in between. Uh, Y'all are amazing. And I really did not think my podcast would grow to the the levels it's grown so far. And it's continuing to grow. And it's because there's good people, good men and women like you that actually care and want to listen. And as I keep going along, I I will keep improving. So uh, I had some people listen to my early stuff, my first episodes and everything. Like, hey, you cussed way too much. Yeah, I did. I was in a very heightened emotional state. I was very angry, and you'll notice that when you go find people, like I've noticed it on TikTok especially, people that just start the uh, the, the the pedophile hunter side of TikTok, they have all this rage and, and anger in their hearts, and rightfully so. When you start opening your eyes and seeing how deep this problem is, y'all, it will make you mad. It will boil your blood, and I understand it. So I do have a recommendation for anybody when they hear these stories. If you have this rage and it's just you're mad all the time and everything like that. And I've done it. It's going to sound cheesy as fuck. I know it will. 
But I go to the gym three times a week now. All right. Three days a week, I go to the gym. I put in anywhere from a half hour to a two-hour workout. And when I have really bad days where I'm really angry, I punish myself as much as I can to get to just let that rage out. And I'm going to tell you, it helps. It has helped me out a whole hell of a lot. Not only do I feel a lot better, like health-wise, but just my mind, I feel a lot more calm in turbulent situations. I still have that anger. It's not like it's just, it doesn't magically go away. But it's a creative, productive, positive outlet for it. Just like this podcast is as well. So I recommend that to any of y'all that are listening. If you can go work out at the gym, go once, twice, three, four, five, as many times as you need to go. Go do it. It's good for you. And there are a lot of benefits between your mind and your body. And everything like that as well. So when you work out, it, it not only does it help your body, but it helps your mind. It helps your mental state. And just have a discipline and a routine with it. I disciplined myself now. And I told my wife, I said, there ain't no not going to the gym on, on gym day. Like, it is an undeniable appointment. And because for long as I was saying, I ain't got no time, I ain't got no time, I ain't got no time. I know you have to make fucking time. Okay? You have to make it up in your mind, y'all. And this is the motivational part of me, all right? I'm trying to give y'all some motivation. You got to put this shit in the back of your mind going, all right, I got gym day, let's say on Monday. All right, I got to go to the gym. You can't hit your pillow. You can't hit the hit your head on that pillow. You can't close your eyes until you went to that fucking gym. I don't care if it's midnight. You're going to that fucking gym. And you're going to wake up tired as fuck in the morning. You're going to realize, okay, I need to manage my time a whole lot better. Sorry about that. So, yeah, you're going to manage your time a whole hell of a lot better. And you're going to make that appointment. Alright, that's what you got to do. Flat out, plain and simple. And that's what I do. And I feel a lot better, like I told y'all. Not just physically, but mentally as well. Um, there's going to be some other changes coming up soon as well with the podcast. So I'm in talks with somebody who makes t-shirts and she's also going to do a logo design as well. And I'm, a, I'm waiting to see what she comes back with and hopefully it's going to be something really cool, um, which, I, which I've seen her work. So it is, it is going to be something cool, but I have a lot of different creative designs I want to do. Um, I definitely want to have some t-shirts that say, you know, dead pedophiles don't reoffend. Uh, pedophile lives don't matter. Maybe something that says, you know, the Bowman C and the Bowman Never Forget with my with, with a Bone Man design to it. You know, a Man Apart t-shirts as well for people that don't want to be as offensive in public like I can be. <laughs> you know, um, and just go, grow from there. And, man, it, it, I never thought I'd have to get with somebody to make t-shirts for a podcast I do. I never thought I'd be here in a million years. But you just don't know. Who's going to affect your life at one time? Plant a seed in the back of your mind. And that seed blossom and grow. So I got to thank another person too. Jim Chapman. Jim, I appreciate you helping me get started with this podcast. And what to do. And where to go. Because without Jim, I don't know where I'd be at with my podcast. 
and for the encouragement and the motivation to keep going as well. Thank you, Jim. Uh, if y'all don't know who Jim Chapman is, he did he does a podcast called Local Leaders, Lewiston Parish. And if y'all want to see my very first podcast interview, I'm on YouTube. I'm YouTube famous, baby. It's with Bigner's Fur Babies. And so I did it with my with me and my wife's business. I loved it. It was a great interview. Uh, y'all can see where I have my passion at for dogs. The same way I have my passion in protecting children. I have passion. And I know that's one of my attributes I have in this world. Because I've heard it from enough people. So, I know that sounded, I hope that didn't sound narcissistic. I really hope it didn't. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very bad about giving my own self praise as far as, like, in the back of my mind, I'm going, all right, I'm not trying to be some ego, egotistical piece of, you know, crap and everything. But anyway, I've been rambling on too damn much with announcements, and I'm glad y'all still here. I just want to tell y'all that I love y'all. Protect all children, even if they're not your own. And the bowmen see. And the bowmen never forget. I love you. Bye.